And welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, a show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today we are going to talk about becoming a reservoir. But first, a word from our sponsor. Tacos, tacos, tacos. Now that I have your attention, did you know that hashtag Taco Tuesdays doesn't just have to be on Tuesdays? You can make it hashtag taco every day with Don Taco Mobile Taco Stand. If you're looking for the best tacos in the valley, look no further. Let Don Taco cater your next event, whether it's a birthday party, baby shower, quinceañera, or a wedding. They will bring you the most delicious tacos with the freshest of ingredients. Do you like tacos de birria? They got them. Tacos de asada? Treat yourself. Tripas, cabeza? Guys, they got them. Book them today. Go to dontacocatering.com for more information. You can also follow them on Instagram at DonTacoMTS. And now, to the show. We uh, had a conversation earlier this week about Catholic jokes. Um, why did it come up? Because, oh, we were talking about, like, breaking up uh, with spiritual directors. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, in those cliches, like, it's not you, it's me kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then it was, it was the joke about Pope Benedict, Benedict XVI stepping mm-hmm. down the Jim Gaffigan has. Yeah. And that's when we found out that Ivan doesn't find <laughs> Jim Gaffigan funny. And, uh, it only broke your heart <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of our first fight. As, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. The first fight was when we found out that you hadn't watched Lord of the Rings. That's true. Oh, that yeah. This is our second. Andele. Ah. Andele. <laughs> I stand corrected. Para que veas lo que se siente. I did watch the two towers and then we talked about it. Yeah. But that was our first fight. I just want I to clarify. I took copious notes. Of it, but the, don't don't like deflect the the, the conversation. From the, I'm the, sorry. The, the like, you're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously, um, we talked about this, Gustavo. <laughs> yeah. Gee, like hanging up on me. So Ivan uh, is dead inside because he doesn't think that Jim Gaffigan is funny. <laughs> well, to Ivan's defense, according to Jim Gaffigan, the Pope doesn't think. Gaffigan is funny either. So that is true. Wait, really? He said it when he one of his watch the video that I sent. Yeah, he, he didn't no, watch it. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. I saw Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. <laughs> Some funny stuff. In there. No, I like I'll Jim watch Gaffigan. it. I, I really watch like Jim Gaffigan. That guy, the Mackey, what's his name? Joe Mackey. Joe Mackey, yeah. He's Catholic, right? I have no idea. I think he is because um, I uh, ever since you sent that link, I watched like this other videos that show up on my recommended, and uh, uh, what's his name? Something moral. Um, this other very dry deadpan comedian uh, was roasting him, and I think they they have a Sam Moral. I think it's his name. They have a podcast together. Oh yeah, and uh, Sam Moral was like. Roasting him about being Catholic. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mackie's pretty funny too. He has like some grim, dark uh-huh. jokes, but still, still funny. Um, to my defense, I haven't seen a ton of Jim Gaffigan material. 
but some of the stuff I think okay so I don't I think I don't think I've ever like sat down and completely watched like one of his specials or one of mm-hmm. his like complete stand up routines okay I always see like little fragments of it yeah little snippets and what I've seen it's either I'm guessing it's it goes off another joke that he just told or I don't know, like I just didn't really find it super funny. You don't have the context. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like since you watched Lord of the Rings, I have to like sit down and watch a Jim Gaffigan special. I think it's only right. Yeah. I'll tell you which one. So. You know, I think Cinco, you will, you will appreciate. Okay. Because, you know, it. he talks about being the dad. Is of- it on YouTube? Uh, it's on Netflix, I think. Okay. Cinco think, is on Netflix. I think a, a bunch of his are on Amazon Prime, too. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think the last two were mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. Noble Ape and the Pale uh, Tourist. I didn't get that one. See? Fans. Um, <laughs> I didn't get that one. <laughs> it was not that tourist, funny. That Noble Ape was really funny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you, you need you need to watch the what maybe the one that he performed for the Pope. Okay. Um, which um, it's a shorter set, but it's pretty good. Yes. Um, funny anecdote: when uh, Deanna and I were newlyweds um, and didn't have children, Jim Gaffigan was having two shows at Talking Stick in Phoenix. Actually, when when he was working that material for where he mentioned the, the anybody Pope uh, joke mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, just last last minute, we bought tickets at uh, StubHub, and we're like, do you want to watch Jim Gaffigan tonight? Like an hour before oh, the wow, show. Oh wow! Really? Bought tickets, went to Talking Stick. That's, That's awesome. Uh, we we saw uh, at the first show we saw Father Cello Ramirez and Father Keith Kenny were coming out of the <laughs> of the first show. It was like shout out to Father Keith Kenny and uh, Father Cello Ramirez. Uh, I don't know. They probably don't listen to the podcast. I know Father Cello does not listen to the podcast because he told me that he does not like podcasts. There you go. That so. is that is true. He, but he, still, he shout out that. to Father Cello. We love you. I'm gonna text him and tell him like somebody that knows Father <laughs> Cello that listens to the podcast. Tell him that he listens. Yeah. Anybody in Williams, Arizona that listens to the podcast, <laughs> let us know that you listen to. You know that I've actually never been to a live like stand up. Me either. Show. I, I would love to go. Yeah, we gotta go. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I'm very nervous every time. Like, I don't want to be in the front line, in the in the very front seats. Actually, I lied. I have been to one, but who, uh, what was his name? It was something Griffin. Um, John, actually, he had he won like these tickets on the radio. And he's like, "You want to go with me?" It's like, sure. Fuel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so that I think that, but it was like this comedy, um. Oh, the one in, in downtown. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were. Yeah, say, it was like, funny. It was, it was pretty funny, uh, but I don't remember his name. Um, but I think that's the only one I've. Ever the only one I've been to is when we went on the cruise. Okay, those cruise guys are really funny. Some of them they have to be funny. because you know they have like captain. It was it was pretty refreshing because I mean we went on our on our honeymoon we went on a cruise and and yes we were the ones in the front and we got roasted. <laughs> by the comic you get picked on yeah and then uh, a couple of years ago when we went on a cruise with the girls it's really fun that they have like kid-friendly shows because mm. you can take the kids and my girls are like really into stand-up right now 
<laughs> they're like discovering stand-up wait who do they like i mean just like comics from like america's got talent and stuff like that. oh okay so they just watch little clips on youtube or so whatever clean comics basically clean comics yeah and but when they when they saw this this one comic like on, on the cruise and it was like super clean you know and he had some like off the cuff jokes mm -hmm. jokes that that it kind of flew over their head mm. but they were dying they were dying laughing And they wanted to like that. Can we come back to the eleven o'clock show? It's like no, baby, that's not that's not for you. <laughs> I don't think that's I can listen to that. <laughs> When you're 21, of course. Yeah. Um, Oliver is starting to like make up his own jokes, and it's that they're mostly about poop, but still pretty funny. Um, poop is funny. Well, you're Poop's always gonna get a you're you're always gonna get a laugh with poop. Yes. Wait. Yeah. So is Jim Gaffigan your favorite comedian? Um. He's he's up there, mm. top top five for sure. Um, I like Dimitri Martin quite a bit. I mean, if if we're talking about like newer comics, there, there's a bunch of new comics that are doing a whole bunch of really funny stuff. But like you know, Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, we we had yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't like Carlin. You he he blasted the same he person. blasted the Catholic Church. Yeah, a I bunch didn't. of comics that blasted the Catholic I Church. Know, I mean, I'm saying that he was Catholic and he was specifically great at what he did. I mean, that aside, yes. he was great at what he did when he was not obviously blasting the Catholic His Church. His bit on the Ten Commandments is very funny, but very, very yeah. Offensive. I mean, <laughs> a bunch of comics that make that's what they make their life on, right? Yeah, being offensive. But that aside, I think Carlin is one of the greats for the way that he did what he did the way he did with words is like pretty amazing and lately uh dave chappelle because he's dave just chappelle's like not sticking funny, it though. to the men oh, but you know gosh, i love dave chappelle well but uh, no i like him too but he's not particularly funny he's uh, he's controversial and he yeah. has a couple of zingers and and the chappelle show was like a staple but Like his stand-up, I mean, I don't, I don't laugh out loud. Like with Gaffigan, I've laughed out loud. You know, I laugh out loud. You know, <laughs> certain things. It's like I don't know what joke they were offended by <coughs> because I have too many of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, what is not a joke is what we're talking about today, and. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "How am I going to?" We link? gotta have a bell or something <laughs> when he know. when he does like a good set. Way we just like like, like know, ding, ding 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 ding, oh, yeah. and then when it doesn't go, like, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you cannot be a uh, After Effects when you're yeah. editing the episode. <clears throat> Today we want to talk about after 10 minutes of talking about stand up. Um, after 10 minutes of talking about Jim Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan, yes. Um, The name of the episode is uh, Be a Reservoir. And um, this all comes from a, a quote um, from St. Bernard of Clairvaux, um, which um, he wrote about like 43 sermons of, on the Song of Songs, which apparently is like one of the most commented books um, of the Bible. And um, I haven't read it. To be honest with you, because you know it, the language of the Song of Songs, is a, it's a erotic poem. Mm -hmm, it <laughs> it's is. like what is it doing in the middle of the Bible? And it's smack in the middle of the Bible, by the way. 
And but 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 Saint Bernard of Clairvaux interprets the Song of Songs in reference to the law between God and the soul, and and basically the fact that God is deeply in love with us and wills our love in in return. Um, so th this there's like this analogy of the bride and the bridegroom that is expressed in the book and in like the the fact of the intimacy of love uh in the book it's pretty intense i yes. I'm, i'm doing the bible, bible in, the in the year, year with father mike and he had to be disclaimer on that episode and like if you have little ones we're just gonna get into yeah, those, like, some deep stuff here put your headphones on yeah. for this one um so beautiful I, though i bet mm -hmm. yes um there was like one point in time that my mom was telling my dad how she was going to start calling him like her little dear or whatever. I'm like, ah, I don't want to hear it. Because <laughs> um, that's the last thing that you want from your parents. Um, I cannot wait to embarrass my children like that. Totally. <laughs> the quote says, the man who is wise, therefore, will see his life as m more like a reservoir than a canal. The canal simultaneously pours out what it receives. The reservoir retains the water till it's filled, then discharges the overflow without loss to itself. Today, there are many in the church who act like canals. The reservoirs are far too rare. You too must learn to await this fullness before pouring out your gifts. Do not try to be more generous than God. So there are a lot of things to yeah. unpack. Um, so why don't we start with the man who is wise? So in these five words, Saint Bernard pretty much is summing up the objective of like what will follow. Um, kind of putting people on the spot, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't want you don't if want you to are be, wise. Yeah. You, you you should listen to this. You don't want to be a fool because <laughs> he pities the fool. This is like a mashup. <laughs> fool. <laughs> match between St. Bernard of Clayball and Mr. T. Uh, pay attention to what he's going to say next. Um, then he talks about the difference between the reservoir and the canal. Like, I, I think that this is the first time in my life that I lived in a city that has canals. Mm -hmm. um, here in Phoenix, Arizona, in Arizona in general, we have, like, I didn't know this. It's just like a fun fact that there's like 131 mile long network of canals that help distribute water in the Phoenix metro area. And it comes from the Colorado River, by the way. Right. Um, yeah. So this is like some people is like, why are the, how are there so many golf courses in Arizona? That's why we bring the I mean, that's why we bring the water from the Colorado River. Exactly. To water our golf courses, people, which I don't use. <laughs> right. It's like, as you go to California, it's like, there's always a drought for whatever reason in California. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. They get the tail end of the club. Exactly. Right? I know. Um, so the difference between the, the reservoir and the canal, um, the reservoir first gets filled up. And once filled, whatever lands on it, overflows and doesn't lose anything um and i don't know why i got this image of like the the champagne tower mm -hmm. where you have all of the glasses and you 
you're like pouring on the top and then it's like the overflow it's like filling up filling the other all ones of the other mm -hmm. glasses um i don't know just think about it i don't have a better analogy <laughs> I mean, the, the reservoir itself, that's the, the perfect analogy, right? But because how it, how it pictures it, it's you don't lose anything and you're still giving water, essentially. Right. And the canal, no, the canal is just like everything passes through. Yeah. yeah and you don't keep anything for yourself. You're just like you're passing like a through. conduit. Mm -hmm, the conduit, yeah. exactly. Well, it says that the reservoirs are far too rare. I don't know. St. Bernard was writing this in the 12th century. Um, but I think this could be applicable to, to our days. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the thing that we need to, to learn or, or the, the next one that comes uh, as a, not as a surprise, but something to be pondered, learn to await this fullness before pouring out your gifts. We have said it before and we will say it again. You cannot give what you don't have. And particularly when we are talking to fathers in, in this particular episode or in the podcast as our mission to talk to men, to other men, but it applies to everybody, basically. If, if you're going to be a, a, a father, husband, son, friend, brother, parishioner, employee, if if you are not full, how are you going to be able to serve others if, if, if you don't take care of yourself first? Um, because this is kind of a weird scenario where we usually talk about like selflessness and, mm -hmm. and pouring ourselves out. But this is one of the things that we need to take care of ourselves first before we need to receive in order to give, you know? Correct. Um, so w w what exactly are we dealing with when we talk about like these bodies of water? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it's similar to how you get that notice on the airplane, right? When you're first going to take off that, tell, that tells you that in a case of an emergency, put your mask on first. The oxygen. The oxygen mask. Because mm -hmm. you can't help anybody else if you're passed out. That's kind of what came to mind when I read this outline. Ivan, were, were you in the in that men's conference with? Uh, do you remember there was this sister that had that talk? It's kind of like that. I don't I don't know why I have this this vague memory that we were together in that men's conference, but she basically said that what Gustavo just said that we we need like that this this water this oxygen that we're talking about we can equate that to grace. Mm. Right. I don't think I was there. Oh. Mm -mm. Um, I, it was I, another I, Ivan. It was another <laughs> bearded friend that you have. That probably likes Jim Gaffey. Terco, necio, no quiere dejar ir las cosas. Anyways, so water is life-giving, right? So in the same way that um, we need water to live, we need sanctifying grace mm -hmm. in, in, for our sustenance, for our soul. Um, in, in basically what we are aiming to do is filling our cup so that grace that overflows goes into our wives and our children and our parish and our workplace and the world eventually. I kind of feel it when I come back from adoration. 
a little bit. That's where you feel your cup. Yeah. Because I come back home and I wake up. I'm not a morning person. Like at all. And I have a six o'clock in the morning adoration slot precisely mm. to fix that. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's, I got to peel myself out of bed. And it, I really groggy. I go there really groggy. But once I'm there, I'm really good. When I come back home, it's like I did an hour of cardio or something. Because I'm really energized and pumped to take on the day. You know, versus other days that you just like wake up like, especially working from home is like you got a little bit leeway of how how early or how late you can wake up and still make it to bed to yeah to the to front work. of the computer yeah. you know um, such a long commute oh my gosh había like, un tráfico tráfico la fregada en el pasillo cállate la boca <laughs> um, so so yeah I definitely feel that difference when I get home from adoration, mm. you know, that I don't have that, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? That lag yeah. that you get sometimes when you're just like dragging on in the week a little bit. And I think it's also good to recognize when we don't necessarily feel that our cup is full or that our, or that we're overflowing with graces. Um, because sometimes that's the case. Correct. You know, more, like, more, more than none, actually. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? I feel like, I mean, my, in my experience, I feel like I sometimes I feel like, man, I'm just not in it, or I really need to go to confession, mm. and I know it because either my my fuse is so short, I get really angry, um, whatever the case may be. So it's always it's I think it's always. It's also good to recognize those times where it's like, all right, I don't have the graces today and mm -hmm. I need to do something about yeah. it, you know? Because, you know, like you can't, like you said, like you, you can't give what you don't have. And sometimes it's so hard to recognize like, well, if I don't have it, what do I need to do? To get it. To, to get, get it. it. Yeah. You know? And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. Like man, I really don't want to do this or I don't want to have these tough conversations or I don't want to, you know, tell this to my wife or to my boss or, or whatever the case may be, you know? Yeah, it's something that you're running on empty has a mm -hmm. whole different meaning for us. Yeah. You know, because it's not just about the physical strength and your stamina. It's like the spiritual really fuels my energy and my mood throughout the day. Yeah. And you notice that immediately. You know, some people have it with exercise. You know, when they don't work out, they get like all like angry and and testy and you know. It's it's like that with prayer. If if I don't have like a good strong solid morning prayer or like a good um mid like evening prayer or whatever, you start feeling it. It starts the the, the cup definitely starts uh, losing to lower to lower you know yeah for me it's like after uh, coming back from confession you know like all of a sudden it's like oh i'm like way more patient with the kids mm -hmm. it's easier that's yeah the patience to yeah you get mm -hmm. you, you go fill up basically yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly and we're coming out from mass <laughs> right you know eh, there's thing. times that the kids are like 
mm. pale at mass, but yeah, yes, it, it, ideally, like after you receive it, there's like that those graces on uh, you know uh, Sundays and whatnot. Um, but definitely, those are like perfectly good examples of uh, kind of like a gut check for everybody that was listening. It's like, are we living sacramentally? Correct. Right? Um, if we say that our cup is, it needs to be full of grace. Um, do, do we have a good relationship with God? Do we have a good prayer life? Um, is there something that could, that, that we could be doing better? Like Ivan said. Um, so I, I think this like hit home with me because I switched, um, spiritual directors, uh, recently. And one of the first things that my new spiritual director asked me was, are you working from home? And I said, yes. Since when? Like, well, a year and a half. And then he asked me, um, how long was your commute? I'm like, 40 minutes each way. And we were discussing my, my prayer life, which is basically non-existent, uh, or like very like spotty, basically. And uh, the next thing that he said was like, you're trying to tell me that you now have like an hour and 20 minutes more time in your day, and yet you cannot find time to pray. And I was like, well, you put it that way. Well, I guess, yes, exactly. Well, when you say it like that, it's always going to sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> but look at it from my perspective. I mean, no. <laughs> no, you're right. You, you can make a lot of excuses, right? Like, well, you know, yeah. the kids wake the kids up really early. But then, you know, like Chores you said, like it, it, you have to set up, you have to set yourself up from success. Atomic habits, right? Um, if you, if you want to have a good morning, we'll go to bed a little, a little earlier. bit earlier. Uh, and you know, if if you if your kids wake up at five thirty in the morning, try to wake up at four thirty. Five or 5 a.m., go to bed at 9, so you have, like, at least a good amount of sleep um, and, and, and start your, your routine, your prayer routine or your exercise or whatever you need to do in order to, like, be at your best mm -hmm. um, in, in the morning and, and make it remove as many obstacles, obstacles as, as possible in order for you to um, stick the landing on whatever habits you are trying to build up. Which I think it's, it's, it all comes down to discipline and it all comes down to consistency. And I think that most of the things that we struggle with is that mm -hmm. particular thing. It's not motivation. It's not necessarily um, lack of, because we know what we want to do. We want to be saints. We want to uh, be healthier. We want to be good good parents, good husbands, good friends. It's just getting the reps in. It's a matter of like showing up, right? It's a matter of establishing good habits too. Oh, you, you're never going to do it if you don't practice it. Right. Sometimes it's just about checking the box, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you feel mm -hmm. like it or not. Exactly. So, uh, I thought that it was very interesting that James Clear uh, mentions that this, all three of us in in at one point or another have read atomics i think you have read atomic habits or no i haven't maybe, maybe no. I've, ivan and i have read talked about it 
but mm-hmm. basically having like a poster wall of like all of the days that you might get to live based on like life expectancy in the US and um all of those days that you don't 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 do the things that you said you were going to do or like wasted opportunities to like cast a vote towards the person that you want to become mm-hmm. yeah so if you say that we want to become saints and we say that we love Christ and that we want to have a relationship with him prayer is the way yeah to talk to god mm-hmm. so um imagine that you go to confession and you uh, just ask for forgiveness, but you are asking for forgiveness to a person that you don't talk on a day-to-day basis. It's like, yeah. it's like if you apologize. Well, you're if, apologizing if, to make yourself feel better. Or it's, I'll do you one better. It's like you don't talk to your wife all day, but then at night you apologize for the things you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that feels awkward, right? Yeah. Didn't have that communication in day to day, and then go and apologize. It's like, well, we don't have that relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, again, this is me treating tr- tr- the podcast as my own like <laughs> therapy session. But moving on to the next part of the quote: Do not try to be more generous than God. And uh, and I think. We we talked about being selfless and aiming towards that, emptying ourselves, just like Jesus did on the cross. Especially for those of us who are married, and we that are called to love our wives, like Christ loves the church, in that um, emptying of ourselves, um, it's all good. However, um, we also need to remember that. Jesus woke up early and went to a deserted place regularly to talk to the Father. So we should also imitate Jesus in in that aspect, um, that we cannot empty ourselves like he did before being filled up. And he was in that uh, constant communion with the Father. Mm -hmm. Um, So coming to the point where God cannot be outdone in generosity, he wishes to give us everything, everything that we need, um, everything that we need with a qualification on that statement in order to become the person that he created us to become. Um, but we need to ask and we need to try to get out of the way when he is acting in our lives. Um, I think we it was last episode maybe that we were talking about treating God like a genie like a genie or like a bending machine machine um i know that i've been guilty of that more than one time where you just have like your laundry list of things that that um your wants or your needs your needs but you know it's like what do we need really versus what do we want it's very different um so um we have a God who is our father, who is a giver of good gifts. So it, it, again, it comes back to that trust too. If we trust that God is going to give us what we need in order to become, who we need to become then we should just like have open hands to receive it. Right. 
Correct. And I think the the being full part, you know, coming back to the reservoir, is that for us as fathers and as husbands, there is no greater gift you can give to your family than for them to see you, see you full, full of those graces and joy, you know, which, again, is an area that I struggle with, the joy part, and because I get very impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely the, the fullness of joy and because we, we reflect God to our kids. And we've talked about it, right? What, what kind of like dad you want to be and, you know, you don't want your kids to be afraid of you or be like, oh, my dad was this and was that. I want, I want my kids to remember me like and my dad like taught me how to pray. My dad was like always like praying took us to mass, took us to confession. I want those things to be the ones that rise up to the surface. You know, I want that fullness that that gets recognized instead of like, geez, man, I don't know if I can talk to my dad because he's like always like in a bad mood. Always has a face like he's like smelling something weird, <laughs> you know? And, and the fullness is definitely rooted in the sacraments. Constant confession, getting like, good spiritual director, the Eucharist, going to adoration, praying the rosary, arming yourself for the good fight. You know, there's a lot of things. And I think at our house, what we've done is like, we've just like surrounded ourselves with books and good books, you know, not just like Catholic themed or good literature, you know, all around to make sure that there's truth, goodness, and beauty abounding in the house, like on a daily basis. And that's a constant conversation. Um, but yeah, the fullness is definitely something that we all can, as as men, strive to to get better at. Because if something's worth doing, I think you can find time to do it. And for sure, I've not made the best use of this working from home thing. Yeah, as I could have. I mean, yeah, but you know, we begin again. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, the thing um, on that comment that you mentioned about surrounding yourself with with good books in the classics, uh, I saw this uh, something. Some guy on Twitter was saying, "Bad news: we are seriously screwing things up for the next generation." Good news: this new wave of homeschoolers and classical school kids seem like they can fix anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a good laugh about that one, mainly because it's true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I also think that there has to be like a healthy balance between, um, you know, that you, you, you can live in both extremes. Like you can be very self-serving and, and making it about you and all the things that you need and, and trying to like put yourself before the needs of others. Or you can also go like the martyr route and always being the one that is being uh, that is mortifying the flesh and whatnot. Both extremes have their pros and cons. Um, I think that a healthy balance between asceticism and taking care of yourself, because if you don't take care of yourself, like there's only one of you. Um, and I think that the best example that I saw of this is like my dad was always thinking about us first and he didn't take good care of himself to the point where we were like, dad, you need new pants, (laughs) like new shoes, you Mm -hmm. know, like 
buy yourself some clothes. Um, that forgetting about yourself, it's it's good to a certain extent, but um, we also need to know ourselves and know like this is the needs that I have. Like I I have told Diana, like you know what, on the weekends I would like to take one or two hours to myself to just go drink a coffee and do whatever else I want to do, like work on the podcast or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, read or whatever, hmm? read or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just to have that time mm-hmm. for myself, just like she has um, time for herself or like we go to chase field and, you know, go to batting practice or, or whatever time, time with, with guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, recognizing those needs is not a, it's not a bad thing. It's not a selfish thing. It's, it's about, the balance right mm-hmm. um i don't know I, it's, I think that it is a, a positive thing to be able to recognize those things and not just white knuckle it you know i agree um anyways last point that i have from um not trying to be more not, not trying to be more generous than god um God is is deeply in love with us and and he wants us to love him back. And and I know sometimes it is very difficult for for us men to think of ourselves in terms of like the bride. This image of like we know that um Jesus is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. Mm-hmm. Um so I I think that once I got married I have been able to grasp this concept a little bit better. Um, the 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 most intimate love possible. It is mentioned in the uh, in the quote uh, or the beginning when I was talking about um, the Song of Songs. This this human love that I have for my wife. I know she loves me, um, but the love of God for me or for her doesn't even come close, right? So even though uh, our human experience, um, this is going to be like kind of like the top of how we are going to experience experience love uh, or being loved. Um, God's love is reckless, and uh, it's it's way bigger than that we can even imagine. It will make your head spin. Um, how much God loves us, how. <laughs> recklessly he loves us it's kind of incomprehensible how big god's love for us well hence the song of songs right you know because solomon had to put it into words and that's what came out you know Mm -hmm. that's that's just like how much he wants to be with us yeah to that extreme so if if you read it from that perspective, do you feel so special? And you don't distort it like many people do. And mm-hmm. you know, you feel like, dude, yes, you know. Yes, I do want to be loved like that. Have you ever had an experience of like feeling loved by God? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Those are kind of like, every once in a while, though, I'll just be sitting at mass 
And all of a sudden, like a little tear started mm-hmm. rolling down. <laughs> Tiana's like, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. <clears throat> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. I got fine. dirt in my eyes. Right. <laughs> I got a little love coming out of my tear ducts. <laughs> um, but definitely something to ponder, something to take to prayer, to contemplate on it. Um, in, in, um, you know, just don't be afraid to give, I guess it's it's Mm -hmm. one of the last things that we, that I would say that, um, sometimes we don't give because we are afraid that that, that we let go is not going to come back. Like if it, if it is a some zero game, you know, Mm -hmm. what I, what I give, I'm not going to get back, but. It says in the gospel, right? Whatever you you will get your reward sevenfold, you know, mm-hmm. like good measure packed full to the brim. Um, and I guess we can connect that to the reservoir, right? Like you're gonna have full your fill. To the brim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to to first ask to get that full measure, well packed and overflowing, in order for you to be able to uh, to pour out. Uh, from what your cup overflows to to others, to the world. And the most beautiful image of pouring out is Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I don't remember who was it said that it could have been, uh, uh, a single drop of his blood would have been enough to redeem the whole world. Mm-hmm. Yet he emptied, emptied himself. He, everything that he had, yeah. he gave. Woof. That's deep. That's deep, man. Yeah. Look at God. Look at God. God. We're going to change the name of this podcast. Look at God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while we try to change the name of the podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the podcast or got something out of it, uh, please share it with your friends and family. Uh, it would really help us. You can subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review if you haven't. If you're feeling extra generous, you can buy us some coffee. If you go to buymeacoffee.com slash barbatus and follow the instructions, you can caffeinate us. And if you buy us a coffee, you automatically get a shout out in one of our episodes. And if you don't like the podcast, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. And buy somebody else coffee. Then. Buy somebody else coffee. <laughs> buy yourself some coffee, I guess. Um, you can find the show notes for this episode at barbatuscatholicpodcast.com and on social media we are on Instagram at barbatuscatholicpodcast and bless us Casey pray for us until the next time